Exploding Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of the Erica Finn Show. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm your host. <laughs> I'm your host, Erica Finn. I am so unbelievably grateful to be with you all today, doing what I love, interviewing incredible talent. And I'm super excited about today's show. I am here with Broadway star Elizabeth Stanley. Elizabeth has appeared on Broadway. Yes, greetings. Hi. <laughs> uh, you've appeared in Broadway as April in the Tony Award-winning revival of Company. Allison and Crybaby, and Diane and Million Dollar Quartet, and you're currently starring as zany anthropologist Claire de Lune in the Broadway musical On the Town. Thanks for being on my first show, Elizabeth. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I feel so honored. You are no stranger to Broadway. Um, Was performing on Broadway always your dream? Um, Yes and no. I I grew up in Mm -hmm. a really small town in Illinois, and so, like, Broadway wasn't something I really knew about firsthand when I was really little, but I always knew that I loved singing and I loved music and I loved performing. And um, so, it, it, I mean, in a way, I guess it was my dream, <laughs> just in a more abstract sense. Did you always love singing? I mean, I know I, I have... I cannot sing for the life of me, but I just remember like Little Mermaid, just being a kid and all those Disney and belting out those tunes. Like, was that something that you used to do, like as a kid? Yeah, you were oh little. I, I always loved singing, and that was like something that I I remember just like as a kid, just playing in my room. Even just like I would just be singing all the time, and that was, my brother and I had rooms right next to each other, and my mom, my brother would yell out like, "Mom, tell us to stop singing. I can't go to sleep." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what yeah. age? What age did you realize? Um, you know what? I'm I sorry, so I have. At what age did you realize? You know what? I can. I actually can sing. My, when my son, friends sing the Disney song, they don't sound as good as me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably like once I got into like school and think, you know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like early elementary school, probably. Um, sitting around in there but my mother is very musical like she played piano and um, she's a really good singer herself um just like church choir and things like that and so I think she was um very like nurturing of that skill and that talent too so she probably told me from from a young age like oh you have a nice voice or you know so so what what kind of professional training did you like at what age did you say you know I'm going to get some professional training and, and what did you do I, um, well, I started taking voice lessons like around sixth grade, but that's not like professional, mm-hmm. but that's like when I started that kind of training track. And then um, I went to Indiana University and I was a voice major there because um, I initially thought like maybe I would do opera um, as like a career path. So that's kind of how it began. And then, you know, and then I decided, no, I really love music theater and um and just even acting without singing and, you know, so I, I transitioned over to that, but um, then I, you know, I still continue to study and all that jazz, even in New York. 
I'm from the Midwest too. I love that you're Midwestern. I'm from Michigan. Oh, but hey, I love that you're hey, another Midwestern lady. Yeah. Yeah. I know Indiana very well. Great school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Same Michigan. Yeah. So, at what age did you move out to New York? Um, I moved here when I was uh, 22, I think. 22. And it, yes, um, right after first college, Broadway pretty much. Show, your first Broadway show was Company. Yeah. How, how was that audition process like? Um, well, it was a little crazy because we played instruments. Um, and I remember, like, oh, I really? What the, kind of instruments? Yeah, the, the cast was the orchestra in that. And so oh, okay. um, I played the oboe and the tuba, um, which are instruments that I played in high school band. Um but so with the I also played the piano, although I did not play it in the show. But so for the audition, like I was playing the oboe and the piano because I don't have my own tuba. Um, and so I was, you know, I had to like prepare those for each step of the audition. So it was sort of like stressful because those aren't things that I sit around playing every day anymore. So I was mm-hmm. like seriously practicing like, you know, my instruments. And then I would go to the audition, and then I think, okay, well, that's that's done. And then, like, you know, time would pass, and my agents would call and say, no, you have another call back. And then I would, like, cram again <laughs> and mm-hmm. then um, go back in. But um, I didn't know that it was, like, going to Broadway when I was auditioning for it, you know, because it wasn't, like, necessarily slated to do that. So um, in that sense, I guess the stakes were low in my mind anyway, Um when I was at the show, I just thought, like, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought, like, oh, I'm going to do this regional theater show, um, which is something I was very accustomed to doing and auditioning for. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of the people that end up with these great roles, um, that they could go in with, and with very little expectation. Like, I was recently talking to Adam Pascal, and he was saying when he, like, interviewed for Roger, he wasn't he wasn't really expecting to get, you know, didn't put any pressure on themselves, and that's where they're really able to shine. Is that kind of just really the best technique you found with auditioning, that you've got to just take that pressure off yourself? You want to really excel during the audition process? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, that, that's such an impossible thing, like, <laughs> to, to intentionally be just like, oh, I'll take the pressure off. But, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you're nervous or when you really want something, like, you know, you you really do. Um, but I do find that, yeah, I do better if, in my mind, I haven't made it into a bigger deal than it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, or if in some way I can downplay the stakes of it. You know, because when you <laughs> dramatize or you start going, well, if this happens, then, you know, this, this, and this, then it, 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 like, you know, makes it hard to focus on just the audition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you found the auditions in general, like the process to be um, where you you know you're actually bonding with the other people, or is it kind of just like everyone's keeping to themselves because you know you are trying out for the same part? Uh, no, it depends. I think it's very. I think for the most part, people are very supportive. I mean, sometimes. Um, so I wouldn't say that people are like not talking to each other because they're like competitors. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's not like a time to, to like socialize just because you're. You know, when you're waiting, you're you're focusing. 
um, you're thinking about like the the material that you've maybe had to memorize and or the song you're about to sing and you know. So I think in that sense, like it's not necessarily like a time when people just sit around and bond, but um it's a time to be in the zone to get yourself yeah, in that zone. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But but on the other hand, like yeah, sometimes it is, you know, like I know I was just at an audition last week and you know, a girl said, oh, I just saw you on your show, and she was very complimentary and really sweet, and, you know, and I was able to say, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous today. I haven't, like, it's my first audition in, like, 10 months because I've been working on on the town, and, um, you know, and so I was like, oh, it's, like, it makes me nervous, and we were able to, like, laugh and share that moment of, like, you know, knowing what that's like, and so I would say oftentimes it's, you know, people are, sweet and supportive. I mean, I think you you want to like the people that get the jobs if you don't get them, which is often what happens, you know, because more often than not, you don't get a job. Sure, sure. Um, Do you have any sort of like pre-morning routine, like pre-morning audition routine that you kind of stick to or? um... Um, No, because, you know, like the auditions are at all times of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely try to go over my, you know, do like a sort of a practice run of my audition, like in my house before I go, like wearing the clothes I'm going to wear and, you know, standing like I'm going to stand and, you know, all of that jazz. Um, Just so that I kind of feel like, okay, I did it once before I went into the room. Let's, Let's talk about the show you're on right now on the town. Uh, tell us a little about what this show's about. Well, essentially it's about three sailors who are here during Fleet Week in the 40s, and they're trying to meet some ladies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sounds like all the men in New York City. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like a a story that still holds true. Um, And one of the sailors (laughs) sees this poster picture of this girl, which was a thing at the time. It like a she's called Miss Turnstile. So like one New York City woman would be like featured as like sort of like the gal of the month. And so he's like, I want to meet her. And so the other guys say like, Okay, we'll help you find her. And they split up, and they go to different parts of the city looking for her. Um, and they meet other women in the meantime. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And so one of them meets me at the Museum of Natural History, and I'm a scientist, um, an anthropologist who is studying men because I have a a slight obsession with them. (laughs) So (laughs) um, he's kind of like the girl-crazy sailor, and I have a weakness for for men and booze, and so it works out for us. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, when you went for that audition, did you, was that the role that you originally went for? Um, I know sometimes people end up getting cast in other roles. Yeah, no, it was. It was that was the part mm-hmm. that I went in for. Yeah, very cool. And how did you find out you got the part? Well, you know, it was really a, a sweet audition. Again, it wasn't something that was supposed to go to Broadway at all. It was a production that was being done at Barrington Stage Company, and um, it's a, which is a wonderful theater in the Berkshires and. Um, but not known to have shows like transfer to Broadway at all. And so, you know, I thought, oh, great. Like, I'll go and audition for this production and have a, a summer outside the city. That sounds awesome. And um, 
so I went in and I, I sang and I did the scene and John Rando, the director, gave me, you know, an adjustment and it was great. And, and then I left and um, and then the casting director came out to the hallway and said, oh, they want you to come back in really quick. And so I, I, I came back in and, and John said, you know, I just, I think you're so wonderful and I, I would love to work with you. And I just want to let, let you know that like, we're going to be offering you the job and calling your agents. And so it was kind of awesome. Like that doesn't hardly ever happen. And so it was really Really sweet. Yeah, that is really sweet. So did it first, yeah. was the show first off Broadway and then it moved to Broadway? Explain to me a little how that works. Yeah, no. Um, it, so it was done at Barrington Stage Company, like a fully produced production there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got randomly reviewed by the New York Times. Ben Brantley came and saw it, and as well as many other um, critics. And, and really gave it a rave. And then that sent, um, which I think was much to the surprise of, of many of us, um, not that it got a rave, but that people of, um, you know, from other cities were coming to see the production. Um, and then that, I got the interest of producers from New York um, to come and see it. So lots of people ended up coming to see the show that summer. And um, Howard and Janet Kagan, who are our producers, were some of the people that came and saw it and really got excited about it. And so then uh, we spent like the next year with them. Um, do it. We did a reading of it, which means like we just uh, look at the script and stand in a room and don't wear costumes, don't do like staging. We just kind of read it aloud for people. Um, for you know, for them to invite other people, possible investors, to come and hear it, and in case they didn't see it in the Berkshires, and we did a dance lab uh, last December, also where they could, you know, kind of similarly, people could come and see like fully realized production numbers, and um, and then they, you know, tried also to to get a theater as part of the game of trying to bring a show to Broadway, and so then I think when the, when the lyric was available. Um, you know, it was all sort of green-lighted, and then we started rehearsals uh, at the end of the summer. What was that moment like when you found out it was going to Broadway? Um, amazing. I mean, it's, it's always kind of mixed because, yeah. you know, you, there's no guarantee that you're doing, you're also going. Um, so, mm. you know, all summer we were like, oh, maybe it'll go. That'd be cool. But, you know, who knows, like, if it'll be with us and... um so, you know, it's a bit so of a baby in her wrecking time. Yeah. It is. Um, but I've been in the business long enough that, you know, I've I've had that happen with other things, you know, where, you you know, you do a piece and it's in development and then they change their minds about what they want and, you know, it goes another way. Or So, it, I mean, it's that is hard. That is a hard part about this business. But I think, you know, it does get um, easier in a sense that, like, you learn to expect it or not take it as personally, you know, um, as much as possible anyway. Um, but it was definitely a, a great joy then when I did get the call, um, you know, that they were going to offer it to me. And so um, I was re- really thrilled. So to, to the short answer to your question is that it was like very exciting and it's a, a piece that I really love and I think it's really special and a production which I feel really grateful to be a part of so and based in New York which is super cool as well you know yes, playing about New York so, City 
it's so fun to to do a you know a, a Broadway show and um, all that goes along with it, but also nice because it's the city where I live, and so it's nice to be able to like feel sort of like a normal person, like like work and then come home to my own house at night and see my friends that live in the city. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. What part of the city do you live in? I live in Astoria. Oh, nice. Nice, nice. Um, I like it. Now, Claire's character is its a comedic role. Um, do you yes. find it harder than playing a serious role? Or uh, easier, more fun? Like, what's... Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, I think comedy is hard. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it... Um, it's a great challenge, I guess I should say. Um, and we had a great team. What's, you know, I, my partner in crime, um, Clyde Alves, is awesome and so game for trying things and has great ideas. And John Rando is really, really a master. Um, and so, you know, he's he made he made us feel very safe to make fools of ourselves trying things. Also, um, I think very safe in that we trust him to... Um, fine-tune things, you know, to not let things get too far and kind of keep things all in the same play and, um, you know, or to take what you've done and, and say, oh, now uh, just do this tiny tweak and then that'll be what makes it funny because sometimes it's it's hard to see from, you know, when you're doing it, you can't see how it's landing because you're not watching it. Um, so do you find that the audience... Good. Does the audience react the same every time, or is there some shows that you're surprised that one thing that one audience doesn't typically find funny, this audience finds really funny? Or is it? Yeah, no, every are audience people, is a little different. People, or is it? Yeah, oh, they are. Well, is I mean, a different there, energy. There, there are things. Yeah, for sure, there are things that, um, that, in general, I would say people, you know, always laugh at, but um, different. You know, different people have differences of humor, so I think different people laugh at different things for sure. And you know, I noticed that really when I, I toured with Xanadu, um, which is a very funny show, also, and I found that um, the West Coast was much more boisterous and ready to laugh at that particular brand of humor than the East Coast was, even though both both zones like loved it and found it funny and laughed but um mm-hmm. it was definitely like more um effusive laughter from the west coast <laughs> oh that's so interesting yeah i've never thought about that how a show could literally appeal more to one yeah like the west coast versus east i could see that it's so interesting it's yeah really interesting. i know I, I was interested by it too working in, on broadway is you know, live live shows, physical work. I mean, it's very demanding for you. Uh, what's the hardest element of it? Um, I find, I mean, it's, I find that with this show, um, I have to really keep my body in shape um, because I'm doing a lot of, like, physical comedy. And um, so I'm doing a lot of just, like, non-technical movement. <laughs> um, you know, like the dancers are really like putting themselves through it too, but in a way I think like they're doing movement that they've been trained to do in a very specific manner, um, which is probably 
better for your body, though also really mm-hmm. taxing for them. Um, but I've made all these kind of kooky choices, um, you know, where I'm dancing like a crazy, like drunk lady and I'm flailing around and um, doing some things. So it's um, in order to be able to do that and not feel 95, I have to just make sure that I like really warm up and um, rest on my days off, you know. I try, like, because especially we're also doing, I do a lot of, like, running and jumping and things like that in the show and all in high heels. And so, like, on my day off, I try to wear flats and things like that. Have you ever injured yourself while you were um, doing a show? On the counter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I mean, nothing major, but... Yeah, I think, you know, I've I've heard like, oh, I hurt my knee or I hurt, you know, I pinched this or I broke my finger, you know, little little things. Um that it's easy to do, um especially like um uh, this past summer I did Kiss Me Kate and so it's a very physical role and so, you know, between that show and this show, I feel like my body is sort of like, well, take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it must be hard to get through the rest of that show when you're in pain. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. I mean, I've never injured myself skills. like that. Like I haven't, uh-huh. um, I haven't done anything that was like so excruciating to where it was like really hard to finish the performance. Mm-hmm. What happens if you forget a line? I'm sure this must happen to everyone at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrifying feeling. It never gets any better. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, you know. Depending on in a song, it's hard because like it's a moving train, you know, and it's hard to pause. Um, but in a scene, you know, sometimes you make something up because you know mm-hmm. kind of what what the gist of what you're supposed to say is. All of a sudden, you can't remember the lines. Sometimes you make something up, um, or your castmates can see it in your eyes and they'll help you out. <laughs> um, yeah. So the more you can just, like, not focus on it and just, you know, kind of let your rote memory take over, in that instance, I find to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Is there someone off stage that can shout it to you if no one um, chips in? I don't know. Do they have someone tracking the script? And uh, No. I mean, the stage manager no. is looking at the script, but they're looking at it for um, technical cues, like lighting and mm-hmm. sound and scenery. Um, so I don't really think anyone's, like, looking at the dialogue but your your scene partners would would save you um and if you're out there by yourself i think eventually you um you know you you come back to it with all the rehearsals you know i suppose if you were doing a one a one woman show and you really really got stuck someone you know from the backstage would probably help you out yeah, I would hope that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they go on a tangent until they can remember where they're originally supposed to be. I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. With with you know all rehearsals, I understand rehearsals can be pretty grueling. And then once your the show is live, um, you know it's five six nights a week. How are you? Can you even balance and have a personal life while you're doing this show? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. It's easier for sure to hang out with my other friends who are actors who have Mm -hmm. a similar schedule, Um, you know, and it's harder for me to see my friends who, um, you know, work during the day Um, and then, you know, have their evenings free because they're not really 
excited about meeting up with me at 11 p.m. Um, so yeah, you have know, you become a big night owl? Like, are you just well, you find yourself I, out I late? Like, no, I I don't I don't go out a ton. You know, like uh-huh. um, especially the, our show is you know it, it does end kind of late, and so um, and I'm tired. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and I think a lot of us are. So it's not like, oh, everyone else is going out and I'm not going. I think a, I think a lot of people are, you know, like ready to go to bed kind of when it's done. But, yeah, I think most people, you know, it's like you come home and you unwind a little bit. I usually get in bed by about one, um, you know, and then I, I sleep about eight hours usually. So, I, you know. For the average person, that's kind of a later schedule, I think. <laughs> um, Did you find that, but you know, you were starting to say about that most of your, that a lot of your friends that you go out with after the show are in theater. Are most of your friends in just in the business? I mean, it would seem like it's easier to relate to them and their lifestyle. Um, I have a lot of both, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I have a really great group of girlfriends that I went to college with that we were all, you know, music majors. Um, and, and everyone has sort of taken different paths um, with their interest in music. And um, so there's a couple of us that are actresses and then, you know, uh, some that are in arts management and some that do um, music therapy and um, some that teach, you know. And so um, and they and everyone's kind of spread out like they don't all live in New York either. And, and a lot of them have kids and, um, you know, and so are, are spend a lot of their day being mothers also, um, well, I guess all of their time, but um, specifically (laughs) dedicated for certain hours of the day. Um, Yeah, and so, you know, I guess I feel like I actually do have a a nice sort of rounding of um, friends, but most people, even if they're not, you know, an actress for a living, have a, a great appreciation and understanding for the arts, I would say, like most of my friends. Um, What... What would be your absolute, like, ultimate dream role? Oh, that is such a hard question. Um, I would love to do Dot in Sunday in the Park with George. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, any Sondheim show is really pretty much a treat. <laughs> What's your favorite Broadway show of all time? Like, what was the show when you were, you know, when you go to auditions that before you were ever on Broadway, that you were like, this is, you know, this is what I fantasize for myself. You know, this is, this is what drives me to keep going to these auditions. Uh, well, you know, I mean, this is not like a show I'll ever do, but I think West Side Story is just one of the best shows of all time. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, wow, what a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Who's been a mentor to you? Oh, gosh. I mean, so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel really lucky, like, when I was making my Broadway debut in company, there was one of the younger people in that cast, and so many of the actors in that um, were just, like, great role models for me of people who, you know, are working artists in the business and that, you know, and they do it in a variety of different ways. And sometimes it's piecemeal and sometimes it's, 
very high profile and sometimes it's, you know, pinching your pennies together and, um, but they're all very, you know, extraordinarily talented and really creative people. And so they were like fabulous mentors and friends in terms of just, I'm showing me like what, you know, kind of to expect of a life in the art. Um, and certainly when I was younger, um, my piano teacher was really nurturing and, and a lovely role model. Um, and the same, the voice teachers I had were really, really fabulous, like women who, you know, had, had a, a great love for music and were really encouraging teachers and, um, you know, and, and, and have made lives of both performing and, and teaching. Do you keep in touch with any of your teachers? I do. I mean, not um, now. It's been so many years since, like, since I was in high school. Sure, um, sure. That you know, I, I'm, I'm not too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Um, I don't keep in touch with them a ton, but um, mm-hmm. yes, definitely, we do keep in touch. What advice would you give to aspiring actors out there that are auditioning for all these roles on Broadway or off Broadway? I mean, I definitely tell young people, like, if it's something that you want to do, you should try it. You know, like, I think it would be a shame to be, you know, to have the dream and to never, like, go for it. Um, But so then if you've decided, like, yeah, I'm going to go for it, um, I think just keep keep trying and... Um, and don't be afraid to keep learning, you know, like I feel like everyone I know at every age is still taking class and, you know, helping each other and saying, oh, what about that? And have you looked at that? Or do you know this person? Or, um, and so just don't be, you know, to to sort of stay humble and that like there's always something to be learning. It is time for a game that I call Erica's Speed Through. I'm going to ask oh, you a bunch dear. of questions, <laughs> and okay. we're going to have 60 seconds to answer as many as we can. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Favorite travel destination? Oh, God. See, I'm already slow. Uh, Europe. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Dogs. What's playing on your iPod? Oh, Amos Lee. How do you de-stress? Yoga. Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Ocean or mountains? Mountains. Would you rather be invisible or able to fly? Able to fly. One thing you'd like to tell your 15-year-old self? Have more fun. 60 seconds. Awesome job, Elizabeth. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Before we go, I was like, oh, God, it's too hard to decide. (laughs) Yes, everyone has the same reaction. (laughs) Thank you so much for being with me today. It's it's been great talking to you. Oh, thank you. It's so nice to talk to you also. I'm excited to be on your, uh, your first episode. Me too. Me too. Um, everyone, you can find out more about Elizabeth at elizabethstanley.net. That's 
E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y.net, or follow her on Twitter at E-C-Stans, E-C-S-T-A-N-S, and go get your ticket to On the Town, which is on Broadway right now. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to find out more about my upcoming guests and shows, visit me on Twitter at Erica Finn, E-R-I-K-A-F-I-N-N, and I will see you all next week. Say goodbye, Elizabeth. <laughs> Toodaloo.